everybody, it's Allie, and welcome to our YNR chat for Sunday, November 15th, 2015. So, was I the only one who felt like this week's YNR was just a little bit anticlimactic? I mean, usually there's a buildup as you're headed to the top of the roller coaster and a slow wee as you're headed down the roller coaster. And I kind of feel like last week I opened my eyes, I was at the top of the roller coaster, and this week I opened my eyes and I'm just at the bottom. There was no buildup, there was no come down, just boom, one week. I guess that's, maybe that's how sweeps works now. I, I Part of it, I think, is that the storylines that I was really, really excited to dig into and learn more about were not touched on very much. I want to know, where's Patty? Did she get out of the building? Is Ian Ward still alive? Presumably he is. Um, there was no rubble, no ruin of Newman Enterprises, and maybe I'm the only one, but I'm thinking about the rebuild. I'm thinking of, I thought we were going to see some scenes of maybe Victor walking around the rubble of his ruined empire, and we didn't get any of that. I mean, maybe it's to come, but I was looking forward to it. I was looking forward to really digging into this triangle with Ashley and Abby and Stitch, right or wrong. YNR has piqued my interest in this love triangle. And just briefly, because there was one scene about it, just on, I think it was Monday's show, it was just basically Stitch being in the hospital and Abby ready to plan the wedding <laughs> and Stitch realizing everything that was said and deciding not to break up with Abby, not to inform her about the truth. Obviously, Ashley did the same thing. And I had this realization that even though I'm very intrigued by this storyline, there's no happy ending here. There's no ideal circumstance, ideal outcome. If Stitch marries Abby, it's a lie. He's going to be marrying the woman that he doesn't fully and truly love. If he dumps Abby for her mother, he's loathsome. So there's no good out for him other than not choosing either of those women. And we, I think, all know that's probably not going to happen. But just a quick mention on that storyline. Hopefully there'll be more next week. The big focus for this past week was the baby switch, Nick... Sage, Sharon, the whole thing at Fairview is so painful to watch. It's painful to watch Sharon be duped. It's painful to even watch Dylan be duped. It's painful to see exactly how the doctor has done it. That scene early in the week where the doctor is removing and putting on Sharon's pregnancy pad. The um, the, the, the way that she is just absolutely screwing Sharon over is, it's horrific. I can't imagine anything worse. She's gone to, the doctor has gone to such intense lengths to pull this whole thing off. She even had this fake ultrasound to show Dylan and Sharon and Dylan learn the sex of the baby last week 
we had that implied baby switch. We didn't exactly see it. And then this week we're finding out, oh, surprise, Sharon and Dylan are having a boy. We, we know at this point it's obvious what's going on. It's very, very similar to what happened with Sharon and Ashley and the Faith baby switch that Adam did. The cruel twist of fate here that I think was intentional on YNR's part and which I like is that Sage's baby, Christian, is probably going to be Adam's. It probably is Adam's. And this time, Adam is the one who's getting his baby stolen, getting his baby switched. It's very ironic. I, I, um, even though I don't love that this is happening, I think it's at least a little bit of a clever twist of fate uh, for, for and maybe a little clever twist of karma for Adam. So toward the beginning of the week, it started to dawn on me that maybe Adam really is the father of Sage's baby. And it became a little more apparent in that scene where Adam is comforting Sage in the hospital. She's losing her mind. She's overcome with grief. She's lashing out at everyone, pushing Nick away. And Adam was the only one who really dug into her and said, yeah, I get it. You're going through something, but it doesn't have to be like this. Let me tell you a little bit about my experience when I lost a baby with Chelsea It was just very blunt in that way that Adam is very blunt, and I appreciated it, and I realized, oh man, this is exactly what the twist is going to be. That's going to end up being Adam's baby, which is another kind of... Uh, a k- karmic, cruel twist of, twist of fate toward Nick, knowing that Nick was guilty of switching paternity test results when it came to summer. Now are we experiencing a, a, a yet another paternity test switch that unfortunately Nick is going to be the, on the receiving end of this time? So it's kind of uh, it's crisscrossy, it's complex, it's interconnected. It has callbacks to the past. I think it's interesting. I am trying to pull back on my sage love because I know that you guys don't love her. And there's this part of me that's thinking, I need to start disconnecting from sage because if you guys don't like her, YNR's probably, you you probably represent a little closer to the YNR community than even I do because if you guys don't like sage, she's not going to end up staying on the show and then I'm going to lose her and I'm still trying to get over the loss of Burgess. Jenkins's or Jennings or Jenkins's as Billy. So I'm trying to pull it back. Although I did feel like the actress did a really good job during all of these scenes this week. I feel her grief. I feel her rage. I feel the questioning. I I understand all of the emotions that she's going through. It plays to me. I enjoyed the memorial sequence. I I mean, the fact that she wouldn't even go to her own child's memorial. I mean, I don't agree with it. I, I can understand maybe why she didn't want to view Christian, but I don't understand why she refused to participate in his memorial service. I think it's just going to speak later down the line to her actual mental state. But the fact that she's pushing Nick away is another thing that I'm having trouble connecting in with because Nick is going through something too. This doesn't just exist to Sage. 
She's not the only one that's being affected, the only one that's being hurt. And if Nick and Sage are not going to be able to come together over this, they will not last. And I think maybe that's where we're headed. I think it's very real. YNR has done a lot of artistic camera work even to show us visually the distance that's growing in their relationship. And frankly, I think that's what crazy uh, nurse ratchet doctor, can't think of her name. Um, I think that's exactly what she wanted. Mission accomplished crazy doctor. We've talked a little bit about the baby switch potentially and I believe completely being an attack on Nick as opposed to being an attack on Sharon. So I think that maybe the baby you know, t taking away Nick's child was only part of the plan. I think where the doctor is succeeding is in also destroying Nick's relationship with Sage, destroying his marriage, too. I think it's a full-on assault on everything Nick. And I really do think that Josh Morrow has done a great job over the past you know, week or two, um, he is a character that's always there. He's always kind of steady. And this week he really ramped it up. How about that scene where he is looking at the death certificate uh, of his child who has just died and he takes this violent swipe across that hospital desk and kind of like moves that set piece a little bit. Did you notice that as he push, he does that, does that move to like swipe everything off of the desk and then he falls down onto the floor and back onto that set piece and it kind of moved a little bit. <laughs> but he kept going. He kept the emotion high and it, it's really been high throughout the entire week. He gave a great performance during the memorial scene. Um, one thing that I do want to mention and I think we'll end up talking about it a little bit later in the com when we get to com your comments is... During that scene, when Nick is sitting on the floor and he is mourning the loss of his son, comfort comes from kind of an unexpected place. Chelsea. So if we're seeing a developing bond one way or another between Adam and Sage, will we be seeing a developing bond between Chelsea and Nick? I think that is possibly a little hint that YNR is giving us, and we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Um, again, I enjoyed the memorial service. I appreciated that everyone came to support Nick and Sage, even though Sage didn't want to go. She walked in at the very last minute. Hey, congratulations. Way to show up to your own child's memorial service. It's Again, I think it's just speaking to her frame of mind that she would even consider not going, and maybe that's a little seed that's going to be followed up on later. But the memorial service was good. One of probably the scenes of the week for me was Sage and later Nick trying to talk to Faith about the loss of Christian. It was really heart-wrenching. Sage couldn't do it. She was trying to find the words, trying to muster up the strength to break this little girl's heart who's so excited to have a new brother. And she ultimately got interrupted, almost telling her, got interrupted by Nick. Nick kind of took the reins and had to 
tell Faith the truth uh, of the harsh, the harsh truth of life that uh, her little brother didn't make it. And I thought that um, the the little actress did such a good good job. And I've seen several people commenting over the course of the week that they really appreciated how well the little actress did. So bravo to her. She played it well in her face. Her, her you know her eyes looked swollen, and she did a good cry on cue. I cried during that scene. I was crying as Nick said to her, I'm sorry, Faith, but Christian went up to be with Cassie and Delia in heaven. That was so sad. And Faith looked so sad. And although, although she she really should be happy about it. With the way YNR disappears kids left and right, Faith is lucky to be alive. Okay, so let's really dig into this Adam thing because Christine is once again ready to pop Adam in the paddy wagon and cart him off to prison the next day after the big Newman Tower fire. And Victor manages to get a court order to allow Adam the time to heal in this hospital, which was surprising to me anyway, that he can just do that. <laughs> That's how powerful the man is. But there was something suspicious in the way Victor was insisting that not only is Adam going to get to stay in the hospital for a couple more days, buy him some time, but he's insisting that Adam's case will be one on appeal. I mean, he said, mark my words, you're gonna, we're going to win this case on appeal. So that was a little bit of a preview of things to come. I was really shocked <laughs> when Victor sat down in Adam's hospital room because I thought this is like father and son coming together after all of these years. <laughs> so much has happened. So much water under the bridge. Maybe now they can finally heal together. And coming off of that scene in the previous episode, I think, when Adam and Sage were having their conversation, now we're seeing Victor and Adam having a conversation. And Victor straight up calls Adam out on that paternity question. I gasped. <laughs> I kid you not, I'm watching the show and I go, oh, you know, <laughs> those are the moments of why I watch YNR because that gasp was so genuine. We had really, I think, and not, not all of us, we had talked about it a little bit here and there, uh, talked about the fact that, um, you know, maybe Adam was the father, there was a question of the paternity, but I think for the most part, we just sort of went along with the idea that Nick was the father. You can't really prove anything until the, the, you know, the writers decide to bring it back up. But now they're bringing it back up. And I'm so shocked because I wasn't expecting it. And of course, Adam denies it. Adam says, okay, Victor, this is your little fairy tale. You think I'm that kid's child, but I'm not. It's Nick's. But is it true? Is it true? Because I went back and watched that scene twice. I was looking for tells in Adam's face. I want to know, is Adam really the father of Sage's baby? Although, I don't know how we can really know. 
I don't know if you guys were reading Adam's face as well, you know, along with me in that scene with Adam and Victor. Were you reading his face? And was it dawning on you the way he was talking with Sage? There was an implication, I think, that Adam is the father, knows he's the father. Victor's totally right. But how can we really know? There's a part of me that thinks, well, maybe it's not true. And he was just going along with Victor because... Adam seemed pretty stoic, at least when he was talking with Victor. I mean, he he talked with Sage about the fact that he'd lost the baby with Chelsea, and you could tell that he was really identifying with her and trying to give her some comfort from his own perspective, but I just don't know. I think it's an open-ended question. Maybe you guys think it's um, open and closed, but I still think it's a little bit open. So I'm going to make that the poll for this week at YRChat.com. If you want to go there and vote to tell me, is Adam really the father of Sage's baby? (laughs) I think that's going to be a very interesting question and answer from you guys. I'm stunned just my jury is still out. All that matters right now is the fact that Victor thinks that Adam is Christian's father. And so he decides that's enough dirty information, dirt and information to blackmail Adam with. Here I am thinking this is this wonderful moment between father and son. And yeah, Victor called Adam out on his BS the way Adam called Sage out on her BS. But I wasn't expecting it to turn into blackmail. It was literally, I love you, son. Now I'm going to blackmail you. <laughs> Which is kind of a good twist, I suppose. I mean, it can't be all lovey-lovey for too long. At least we got some sensitivity between these two guys. A little bit of a sense of their bond. And now here we we are right back to kind of where we were. They're just too much alike at the end of the day. But Victor is blackmailing Adam pretty much on on two fronts. Because it's not only I won't tell Chelsea about the fact that I know that you switched the paternity test results and you are indeed the father of Sage's baby. I, I won't bust up your whole family and your whole life and this whole secret that you want to be keeping, which, by the way, on the side, is kind of horrible toward Nick. Like, Victor's kind of choosing Adam in this moment and knowing that Nick is mourning and never going to tell, you know, never going to tell him the truth. Of course, they don't know that the baby's still alive. But the blackmail from Victor is not only about the child, it's also the fact that Victor's saying he has a surefire way to get Adam out of jail, out of to keep him from going to prison if only Adam chooses to do whatever it is that Victor wants. <laughs> and Victor's big request of Adam is that he help Victor restore his empire to its former glory. You could have just asked Victor. It's so classic Victor. You didn't need to strong arm him. He probably would have done it anyway. If you would have said, son, I love you. I'm totally going to use all of my resources to get you out of this because I'm your father and that's what I do. 
I want you to come work at my company with me. He could have said, you and I do things the same way. We think alike. I want, a thank you for saving my life last week. <laughs> Now I want you to come and build this with me. Let's take our relationship and let's, let's build on what we have and, and restore my company, uh, restore our relationship and live happily ever after. But no, <laughs> that is not what happened. Victor says you're going to do it because I told you to and because if you don't, you're going to jail. <laughs> so, of course, um, Adam's going to acquiesce to that. But I thought, you know, why? It's, it's like, just again, on a side note, why don't you, Victor, want your other children to help you rebuild your empire? Pretty much, Victor's argument to Adam was, my other children have ties to the Abbots, and I don't like that. He's got... Billy and Victoria wanting to help him, wanting to give him free office space. Like, the Abbots have offered to help Victor rebuild. They're reaching out their hand and in what I think is a genuine gesture, gesture. And Victor is snacking that away and saying, no, I don't want your help. And by the way, Victoria, I don't want you involved with Billy, even though okay, Billy helped save Victor's life too, helped save his building, helped get people out of his burning building, Victor says, no, I don't want you two to have anything to do with my company. And I'm so bummed out about, I'm just so bummed out about Victoria and Billy. There was just this little scene in the week where Victoria's questioning Billy and whether or not his gesture to help is indeed genuine. And there's some doubt still between them. They've come back together. They are, for all intents and purposes, back together, raising their family as it should be. But there's still a little twist. She doesn't entirely trust him. He doesn't maybe entirely trust her. And I feel betrayed by Burgess. I really do because Victoria and Billy in that relationship and that story is just now hitting its stride and we're going to be without it. It's going to be done. They're going to recast Billy or they're going to send him off of the landscape for who knows how long until we find another Billy. And then we're going to have to adjust into this all over again. And I'm Just so disappointed over that. But Victoria is not the only one who has ties to the Abbots. Adam has ties to Jack. Very, very strong ties to Jack. And there was a brief little conversation between Jack and Adam in the hospital room where Jack is being so kind so kind to Adam, offering to help him resources with resources, legitimate resources for trying to help him fight the charges, legitimate love, legitimate support. Everything that Jack is offering to me comes off as something out of love. And Adam knows that he's about to turn around and help Victor stab Jack in the back. And it was clear that Adam was sort of laying some groundwork with Jack for, by saying that he has hope for rebuilding his relationship with Victor so that it won't be such a surprise and it won't be so suspicious when Adam turns around and takes that job from Victor and Jack's left scratching his head wondering what they're up to. Adam does give Jack a little bit of a heads up that he should 
look out keep keep an eye keep an eye on his back there might be some knives coming at it i don't understand why victor is out with knives right now why did he come out of this rubble ready to throw away any assistance that anyone offers and ready to lash out at Jack and Billy and the Abbots. It doesn't make any sense to me. Victor's the one that invited this Paragon virus into all of their lives. If anybody should be upset, it should be the Abbots mad at Victor. But no, he, he, I, and I don't know what his big plan for revenge is going to be. And you can tell Adam's just getting sucked into it. And he's going to regret the decision that he made, which was, okay, Dad, I'm going to have to say yes. I have no choice. At the end of the day, it is between Jack, choosing Jack, or choosing my son and my wife. And he chooses his son and his wife. He's just going to have to go along with it. So there you have it. Victor, the only thing really I think that's left to be revealed about this is exactly how Adam's going to get off the hook. We know Victor's going to get him off the hook. There is a new judge in town who seemed like she was going to be harsh on Adam. And then in the end, it became clear that she was somehow uh, indebted to Victor in some way. I loved that Nikki had this moment where she um, approached her and said, uh, we maybe haven't had the greatest relationship. Have I done something to offend you? Because this lady is super harsh. She doesn't want to have anything to do with the Newmans. Nikki said, well, every time I've hosted a charity event, she's just running the other direction from me. So I don't know what I've done to offend her. And it's obvious to us now that Victor has something on her. He's throwing her out into the foreground so that it looks like Adam's going to get a fair judgment from a harsh judge, but in reality, he's got her in his back pocket. It was kind of scary the way Victor walked into that scene between Nikki and the judge and used straight up passive aggressive intimidation tactics on this woman. I felt terrible for her. Victor looked horrible in that scene because she seemed visibly shaken. Great actress, by the way. I like her. I don't know why I'm so interested in new characters, but I was like, bring her on. I like her. She seems cool. Let her be friends with Nikki. I'm, I'm for it. I want to know who she is. I'm intrigued by the actress. I'm intrigued by the potential storyline here. I kind of think it's not so much that Victor has something on her. I think Victor has something on her husband. So I don't know if we're getting a full sub storyline happening here, but I'm intrigued. I want to know more. Yep. Gwen's crazy. <laughs> Gwen is straight up nuts. <laughs> she might very well be a perfect match for Neil because they're both out of their minds. Hillary is saner than both of them. I'm so glad to have her back, by the way. The actress looked so beautiful. They had her in very minimal makeup this week. I thought she just looked gorgeous, voluptuous. I liked what she was wearing. I liked the intensity that she was bringing to all of her scenes because the character right now is feeling pretty much too intense emotions. 
hatred for Devon or wanting like loathing for Devon and love for Neil. It's clear that she's really pulled in between these two emotions. And I believe that Gwen's going to be the one to really facilitate all of this coming out of the bag. It's not so much at this point a worry that Hillary's going to find out what Neil did to her. It's more of a worry that everybody else is going to find out what Neil did. There was a brief yet really telling scene between Hillary and Neil where Hillary is trying to come to terms with the fact that where last she picked up on her life, it wasn't what she thought it was. She thought, she, you know, at this point in her memory returning, she thinks she was married happily ever after with Neil, and she can't understand why she would cheat on him with his son. So she says to him out loud, how could I do that to you, Neil? And Neil is, of course, trying to lay out the situation for her, and he tells her forgiveness is a two-way street, so someday I might need you to forgive me for something. And I think that is key. We are not seeing as much Hillary having problem with what Neil did to her. She's coming out of the coma, not realizing that she loves Neil and realizing that he was there for her, trying to help her, especially throughout this medical procedure. He's the one that brought her back to life. <laughs> and so she loves him. She wants to be with him. The uh, other little twist in uh, twist element in this is the fact that Hillary's memory is not returning. And does she really want it to? And her answer is no. But the uh, the doctor is back. Dr. Neville is back on the scene, realizing that he needs to finish off his treatment. He was not done with his experimental procedure. Oh, no. He still needs Hillary to take these pills in order to fully regain her memory. And I just have to tell you guys that I love this actor. I love this character. I think that he is bringing just such, um, almost like something just over the top, comical, almost ironic, uh, to, to this performance, to this character. I feel like this actor, Michael E. Knight, is just a breath of fresh air. I would love to see him hang around on the show. Give this guy a contract, YNR. Stop messing with pulling out general hospital people and, and a revolving door of, I mean, this guy would be a great addition to the show. You could stick him into a love triangle with Ashley or Nikki or who knows. I just think he is smart. He's funny. If you watch the little the little expressions on his face, he's giving a full body performance. This guy's a good actor. He's also like really attractive. <laughs> that doesn't hurt. I think he's and he's he's a nice age bracket to maybe be a pair for Ashley instead of, you know, her daughter's <laughs> her daughter's fiance. That would work. So, um anyway, that's my position on Dr. Neville. Give him a contract, bring him on. <laughs> oh man. So, 
I'm assuming that Hillary is going to end up taking uh, her her the pills and deciding that uh, she needs to uh, remember everything, but she doesn't want to take the pills and forget her love for Neil and her horrible life with billionaire Devon. No, we wouldn't. We definitely wouldn't want that Hillary. But it doesn't even matter because well, it only matters to Devon. Surprising. Neil ends up confessing to Hillary everything that happens. He tells her everything from point A to point B. He doesn't try to hide the truth, which was, uh, again, also a little bit refreshing coming from Neil because he's done nothing but lie and try to cover up for several weeks now. But now Neil comes forward, tells her everything about what happened in Virgin Gorda, everything that happened in the boathouse, and she's shocked and confused, but she forgives him. It's really a surprising twist, not only that Neil confessed, that, but that Hillary is not the one that's ticked off about it. The thing that is going to be the sticker is that even though Hillary forgives, <laughs> Gwen is totally going to tell Devon. Out of the frying pan and into the fire. Who said it? That was Patty from last week's disaster show, Disaster Week of Newman Towers. Candida got it right. Victoria, Katie, Jennifer, Maria, and Liam sent me an email and guessed correctly. I feel like I got your name wrong last week, Liam. I'm sorry. I, I And then I got Henry's name. I called Henry Michael. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm terrible with names. I, I promise you guys, if I'm still doing YNR chat in 20 20 years, you'll start to notice that I can't remember names. All the women in my family, as like as we get older, it's just you can't can't remember a name or can't say a name or remember a name to save your life. So you'll probably start to <laughs> see me coming unhinged. <laughs> um, so that was last week's Who Said It quote. If you'd be interested in guessing this week's quote, uh, here it is. I kind of liked this moment. Who said it, you guys? How about we don't be jerks? <laughs> Short, simple, to the point, one character on the show made this comment throughout the course of Monday through Friday's show last week. How about we don't be jerks? <laughs> if you know, remember who said it, you can go to yrchat.com to leave me your guess. And if you get it right, I will give you your props on next week's YNR Chat. There are also a lot of really good um, comments about Newman Disaster Week. It seemed like the majority of people uh, it liked it and enjoyed it. That was the poll from last week was how'd you feel about the disaster week? And a lot of people had some good um, opinions here. Um, Lot Fally left a really good pros and cons about the whole thing because it, it was a little bit of both. I mean, the big explosions and and the little moments. I thought it was good, but there were definitely some things I could think <laughs> were a little bit, could have been a little bit better. But for the most part, it seemed like everybody 
everybody and the majority of people really liked it. So you can go to yrchat.com to leave your guess for who said it. You can vote in the poll there. And also, by the way, you can talk to other YNR chatters. That's kind of the beauty of having that there. So you can read other people's comments and find out what other people besides me are thinking about the show. But of course, the most entertaining part of the whole week for me is reading your comments. <laughs> um, let's start out with Eric, who left me a voicemail saying something that I was thinking. Eric says, for someone who has just lost his child, Adam is being so nonchalant about it. He should be like to Nick, hey, it's my child. Hate me all you want. This is my child. And I agree, Eric. I think that's a really important point. And the entire reason why I put that poll up for you guys to vote in, because I don't think it's a cut and dry case. Adam has not, if he did switch the paternity test results, it doesn't feel consistent with his character to me. Because like Adam, like Victor, is viciously protective of his child. Adam would do anything for a child of his. And there's this part of me that just can't see him choosing to let one go. That just doesn't make sense to me. So that's why I think that poll is particularly important and I can't wait to see those results coming up. Um, Amanda left me a voicemail that says, hey, well, actually, no, I think this was on Facebook. I'm the worst. I'm telling you. Uh, uh, Amanda says, while everyone is worried about Sharon's bipolar issues, has anyone checked on Sage's? <laughs> that girl is a roller coaster. I love the actress and the character, but she's a wild card for sure. Yeah, I think that they, I think YNR is establishing her insanity for sure. And um, Anna thinks so too. She left me a voicemail first with a zinger saying, how many DNA test results can Nick have tampered with in the course of a year or two? <laughs> but Anna says, my prediction is that Sage will recognize her baby with Sharon and and everyone will think she's crazy. So Anna is saying that, she, you know, Sage is going to see Sharon with her brand new baby and say, wait a minute, that's my baby. I'm sure of it. Everyone else in Genoa City says, OK, cuckoo. <laughs> and maybe they send her off to Fairview. Uh, likewise, Katie on Facebook says, I wonder if Sage gets so filled with pain and grief that she has to end up being admitted to Fairview with Sharon and that that's where the whole baby switch had happened, Sage will know it's her baby and no one will believe her. So I'm inclined to believe you guys on that one. I think that's a pretty darn good prediction. Um, I had asked last week how you guys really felt about Sage. Did you like her? The majority of people said no, or maybe that was those were the, the people who mostly commented. But um, Edith left me a message at yrchat.com and she said she hopes Nick and sta Sage stays together. I mean, I, I don't know if they will, though. I think their relationship has potential, but there's part of me that just thinks YNR is showing us the distance between these two for a reason. I wonder if they're going to keep the actress on the show. I don't know. 
Ryan, conversely, says um, on YouTube, I really hope Nick and Sage break up. <laughs> Same with Dylan and Sharon. I want Schick back, but I think we might be headed for a Nick and Chelsea if Sage and Nick don't work out. Yes, Ryan, that is exactly what I was thinking. Well, on both counts, because there is this part of me, I'm not going to lie, that... Is, that wants Nick and Sharon to get back together. I can't, I don't know, maybe it's just the old Weiner fan in me, but there's something about them as a couple that's so classic and so comforting, and I like the story, their love story, yet I am strangely not opposed to the idea that maybe Nick and Chelsea would get together. Question, did you guys pick up on that scene? Did you think that maybe YNR was planting a little seed there? Maybe start with a little friendship between Nick and Chelsea and let it develop? I know that Adam and Chelsea fans are like losing their minds right now saying no. <laughs> but you never know. You never know. So you guys t for sure let me know how you how you feel about that, uh, about Chelsea and Nick potential. Um, Rocks, 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 Grace on YouTube was uh, having a conversation there with another YNR chatter. Uh, so feel like don't feel like you guys can't talk to each other too, please. Um, but I just kind of plucked out this little um, this little part of it because I thought it was interesting. Rocks, Rocks, Rocks on Rocks, 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 Grace on YouTube says, honestly, I feel like the character of Sage was never properly developed. Why did she participate in this extensive surgery plan to transform Adam into Gabriel, a man she supposedly loved? What did she do before she came into Constance's services? She's an empty character. She was thrown in with Nick in a forced way, and it's hard to care at all about them. I just can't get a grasp on the character, and the actress chewing and spitting out her scenes doesn't help me in the least to connect with her. Wow. Okay, the other thing that I thought was a really good and valid point came from Gary this past week, and it was really early in the week, and it was just a, probably a flippant comment that you made, Gary, that I just picked up on. Gary called Sage the poor man's Sharon. And I just thought that is a really kind of great way to describe it. Um, you know, remember when Sage kind of dyed her hair blonde? She went from dark to light, and all of a sudden she's involved in this intense relationship with Nick, and there wasn't a whole lot of buildup. It was just sort of that they were together now, <laughs> and in large part because of this pregnancy. I thought that was a really interesting way to put it, though, the poor man's Sharon. Not only, be, you know, because of the hair and all that, but we were just getting teased with a reunion for Nick and Sharon when that all got blown apart by the paternity switch and then uh, Sage came along to help Nick pick up those pieces. But it does kind of feel like YNR just dropped Nick and Sharon like a hot potato, picked, him, picked up with uh, Sage and that was it. So... Yeah, maybe that's why people aren't responding to Sage, because as Rocks, 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 Grace said, they didn't develop the character, and as Gary said, she's just kind of a poor substitute for Sharon. Um, Eric left a message on Facebook, and I don't know if it's the same Eric who called the voicemail. You'll have to let me know. Um, Eric on Facebook says, could Dr. Anderson be Ian Ward's daughter? 
So Dr. Anderson, I got to remember her name. I can't, I don't know, Anderson, how hard is it, Allie, to remember that? But uh, for, for some reason, I, I'm struggling with it. Um, I, let's see, I think Aaron on YouTube filled, filled out this theory a, a little more, making it make sense. Um, Aaron on YouTube said that Dr. Anderson's plan is to pump Sharon full of drugs so that she's disoriented and doesn't even remember giving birth, just like she didn't remember giving birth to twins and didn't remember when Adam pumped her full of drugs and stole Faith away from her and gave and gave her to Ashley. OMG, Aaron says, the conspiracy is real in Genoa City. <laughs> I think that's it. I think that Eric called it with her possibly being Ian Ward's daughter, we know that baby switches are Ian's M.O., and he's already done it. He's already done one uh, via Mariah and Cassie when, with Sharon. So this has Ian Ward's fingerprints all over it. We know that he didn't die in the rubble. So I kind of am thinking that, I mean, you know, it makes total sense because he's pairing up with Patty. So maybe Patty's going to be the one to defeat Ian Ward if she realizes that he's somehow behind it and with the doctor. Yes, this is the connection. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Beatrice left me a voicemail. I was wondering where you were, Beatrice. She she um moved and hasn't got the cable set up yet, which is so, that just takes me back to the days of YNR and maybe accidentally missing my VCR recording or that I've had that happen to me more than once and it's the worst. It's weird because Bobby messaged me on Facebook. She's having wiring issues in her house and she's not able to watch YNR. So, so what, what is it with everybody not getting to watch the show? I mean, especially during big sweeps weeks. Ah, oh, that's terrible. Um, I'm, I'm going to try to do my best to recap for everybody. Um, I mean, if you missed it, the the baby switch totally happened but Christian is not dead um and and I mean pretty much everything else has been uh sort of ex been explicit I mean <laughs> Beatrice said what's up with Gwen's crazy eye <laughs> yeah I mean I I think that she's nuts she's gonna play a major role in telling Devon what had happened um so I do my best to recap. I don't know if I ever do. I don't know if I do a, a perfect job. Um, I try to comment and fill in the blanks. And I, so I hope I can do that for you or I hope I've done that for you. Uh, Beatrice also asked, how about a Bold and the Beautiful review? I've had a couple people ask me since I watched Bold and the Beautiful if I would do a Bold and the Beautiful chat. And um, the only reason why I don't is because I am always behind on the Bold and the Beautiful. It's kind of, Bold and the Beautiful is kind of my um, my candy at the end of like the day or the week. I sort of watch it whenever I have a chance, and it's not always on track. So I would feel bad talking about Bold and the Beautiful when um, I'm not caught up with everybody else. Like YNR, I keep myself on a tight schedule. Got to get that stuff watched. Got to get the show watched so that I can get the latest information out. I don't necessarily get that. I, I just don't get that chance with Bold and the Beautiful too. It would be it would be so much. Um, 
And that's so interesting, though, too, because uh, Christina had emailed me last week and said, I always want to like participate in stuff, but I'm always behind on the show. I, I would be definitely behind on YNR if I wasn't doing YNR chat. Jason on Facebook messaged me and said, if you ever need a guest on your podcast to have two people talk about the show together, let me know. I would love to talk about YNR with you. That's a good idea, Jason. I should totally do some guest spots because some of you have certainly reached your own level of YNR chat fame here. <laughs> there are the regulars, like the regular commenters are definitely becoming like YNR chat famous, I suppose. Um, but I tell you, doing YNR chat here is like a full-time job. I could, like a full-time job YNR <laughs> if I, if maybe someday, who knows? <laughs> um, I will end on this. Daisy on Facebook um, says, Nikki back home with Victor. I see this as great news. She must have gotten her strength back, and hopefully we'll see a lot of family parties at the ranch during the holidays. Those are always great. I think Nikki is the glue to bringing the family together, but also I'm hoping she'll become the wise owl that Catherine was. Thank you for mentioning that, Daisy, because it was one of those little just mo quick moments at the beginning of Friday's show where Nikki revealed she's moving back into the ranch with Victor. And it, I, I don't know why I didn't miss, didn't quite fit with anything else I was talking about, but I noted that, too. I was happy to see her and Victor back together. She needs to keep that man on a leash and it'll never happen. But um, I would love to see some YNR holiday parties at the ranch this year, but I don't know if it's going to happen. I think YNR probably blew their budget for the rest of the year on last week's explosions. The time has come. <laughs> if you've been following YNR chat over the course of the past month, you know that I've been teasing my new series of handmade Genoa City soap. I just love the pun. It makes me happy. <laughs> I've made a total of eight bars of soap, cold process soap, representing eight characters on The Young and the Restless, and now that all eight have been revealed, it's finally time for the big Soap for Soap fans giveaway. Yay! I'm so, so excited about this. I'm going to tell you all about how you can enter in a minute. But first, let me tell you the grand prize and the rules. <laughs> the grand prize is going to be your choice of one of my silky, creamy, bubbly bars of soap, homemade by me with lots of love. <laughs> I really think you guys will enjoy the soap. If you've never tried a, an artisan soap bar, they're just so moist moisturizing and luxurious and I love my recipe. It really lathers up. It gets creamy. I've perfected it even within the, I mean, for, for even at the beginning of the series, I per perfected the, uh, the recipe. So all of these bars have the same basic formula. They feel really good. I've used every single one. I just opened up the Paul bar and it was gorgeous. <laughs> uh, so I think you will enjoy them. Now, 
this giveaway is bigger and better than any of the previous Soap for Soap fan giveaways that I've done here on YNR Chat because not one, not two, but three of you <laughs> are going to win the soap bars. And I will tell you, you have really good odds here. So don't be afraid to enter. YNR Chat is not some vast Newman Empire. <laughs> there aren't that many of you. So giving away three bars gives you a really good chance of winning. I wish I could give them to everybody, but I'm giving them to three. Three names are going to be selected just by a random drawing on the, the neck the YNR chat that we do on November 29th 2015 so you have two full weeks to enter okay so are you ready to find out how you can win <laughs> I know you are I've had such a positive response from everybody about the soap that I started a brand new blog for this project so for now and for future giveaways I think it'll be a nice central place to keep everything soap related instead of doing it all under the YNR chat website so if you don't care about the soap I don't want to force it on you or whatever so I will give you the web address for the brand new blog in a moment, but first, <laughs> I gotta give you the rules. I gotta give you the instructions. So, here's what you can do on the blog when I give you the web address. There is a huge banner, you can't miss it. It says Soap for Soap Fans Giveaway. Just click that banner, and all you have to do is leave me a comment and tell me which soap bar you want. You've got uh, the choice of Nikki, Victor, Paul, Christine, uh, Jack, Phyllis, Neil, Ashley. There are eight different choices. They're all really good. I can't even show them to you right now, by the way, because they're all wrapped up and ready to go. When we do the giveaway and the winner's announced, I'm going to have it in the mail for you quick. So on the 29th, um, after everybody's had a chance to get in their entry, tell me which bar of soap they want, I'm going to do a random drawing live on YNR chat. And if you are the winner, you will receive the bar of soap that you asked for in the comments on the blog. So all you have to do, go to the blog, leave a comment, say, I want Nikki, I want, or I want Victor. Please only choose one though. I know it would be hard to choose one, but just choose one. Um, and if you, if you win the raffle, you win the bar. So the only thing I ask of you is to please, please, please leave your entry on the blog. Please. No YouTube, no Facebook entries, no emails, no YRChat.com entries. I beg you. I've got to keep it all organized. That's the one thing I learned from the previous giveaways is just too much to deal, to have, the, you know, entries in seven different places. I got to put my foot down here. If you leave your entry anywhere but the new blog, I am not counting it. <laughs> I got to be stern with you guys. So, this is super easy. Um, just leave a comment telling me which soap you want to have. Um, and they're all good. Um, if I, They're all good. They're all adorable. If I were you, 
um, I would choose based on the fragrance description. So um, it's like, I wouldn't just say, okay, well, Phyllis is the character I like best, so I want the Phyllis bar. I would go through and read the fragrance descriptions and decide which one appeals to you most because you're going to get to use it and smell it and all that stuff. So I put the fragrance descriptions for, for the bars right there on the blog too. So you'll have everything that you need when you go to the blog now. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> the blog website is GenoaCitySoap.com. No S on the end of it, just GenoaCitySoap.com. All one word. You can enter right now, starting right now through November 28th at GenoaCitySoap.com. Com. <laughs> While you're there, you guys, um, leaving your blog comment to tell me which soap you want. I also am starting a little newsletter. There's a little sign-up form if you're interested in getting email updates from me about my little soaping adventures. Just sign up for the email newsletter, and I will tease. <laughs> I also made... Um, a new soap that's not YNR related this past weekend and I'm planning I actually have two secret soap giveaways planned that will only be for newsletter subscribers so if you are interested in the soap and you want to stay in contact I had so many people asking about it and it just makes me so happy so I thought I'll just do an email list that way I can make sure that you guys can learn about it if you want to learn about it. Plus, it gives me an excuse to give away soaps that are not YNR related. So, GenoaCitySoap.com. You can enter the giveaway. You can sign up for my newsletter for other secret giveaways. And that's it. <laughs> GenoaCitySoap.com. Ready, set, go. You guys are the best. Thank you so, so much for listening and watching and caring and commenting. I can't tell you how much I really, really appreciate all of it. And I, I love you guys. I really, truly do. I love reading all of your comments. I read every single comment. I listen to every single voicemail. Sometimes it takes me a, a little bit to get to everything. Um, but I, I, I do digest everything that you guys have to say to me. So don't be afraid to comment. You can go to yrchat.com and find the blog. You can find the Facebook, the Twitter, the YouTube, and and the voicemail number is 309-588-4569. Whatever works for you, whatever your preferred way to comment is, I really appreciate all that you guys have to say. So don't be shy. I love hearing from you. Ooh, okay, <laughs> I think that does it for me for this week. I really hope that YNR circles back to all of this disaster week stuff that I was missing out on. <laughs> I'm totally looking forward to next week's shows. From the preview on Monday, I think we're going to get some more Stitch and Ashley, which I'm really excited about. We'll see. <laughs> but until then, I'm watching right along with you, and I'll be back next Sunday to chat again about about our favorite show. <laughs> okay, you guys, love ya. Bye.